Welcome back. We're speaking with Christopher Montalbano. He's the CEO of MIDI Medical Product Development. MIDI assists clients in conceptualizing and commercializing their medical devices. And of course, we're talking about the advanced DFX strategy and supply chain paradigm shift for medical device development. In episode two today, we're going to talk about defining advanced DFX practices and the value of integrating it into your medical device development early in the process, operationalized under ISO 13485 QMS, utilizing an agile device development approach. Chris, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing well, Matt. Thanks for asking. It's a, uh, a beautiful spring day outside at our Medical Device Development Innovation Center here in New York. Additionally, our team's quite excited because shortly, MIDI will be announcing the launch of a state-of-the-art automated whole room disinfection technology at the APIC show. It's the world's largest infection prevention technology show. The system was developed by MIDI to fight both HAIs, meaning hospital-acquired infections, and COVID in hospital and healthcare settings. It is fully autonomous and IOMT, meaning the Internet of Medical Things, with control via an app and data metrics available to hospital management via the cloud and tracking compliance. The reveal will come shortly from MIDI and our client. That is amazing news, Chris. Now, certainly if another outbreak of COVID were to occur, and of course, we all hope, that does not happen. I need to stress that in the biggest way possible. The system is going to be critical. What about the hospital-acquired infections? Is that is that something new? I agree, Matt, that we definitely want to put COVID behind us. Although uh, hospital-acquired infections have been the bane of hospitals for many decades, and it's only recently that is being addressed with cutting-edge technology to augment the less effective human labor disinfection protocols. Other popular technologies that are used include exposing HAIs to UVC. Now, all of these technologies will be life's savings in a hospital setting. You know, that's that's really great to hear. It's also encouraging. It's always nice to hear encouraging news nowadays. Now, can you provide us with an overview definition of what DFX is and how it is strategically applied to the medical device development process? Certainly, Matt. In the last podcast within this series, I explained that MIDI's development team performs concurrent engineering, operationalized under our ISO 1345 QMS, in order to include DFX practices from day one in our development approach. I also explained how we go about doing that under an agile device development approach. What we will focus on now are the components of DFX, although first let's reiterate the value of integrating DFX early on in your development process. Some of the advantages of early onboarding this approach into an optimum medical device development cycle include, number one, shortening the development timelines with rapid time to market, also minimizing development costs, third, improving financial performance by managing overall device manufacturing costs and device lifecycle costs, Additionally, ensuring a smooth transition into production by mitigating production risks during development. Fifth, mitigating supply chain risk, especially given the current world state of affairs. And sixth, improving device quality. So now in breaking down the components of DFX, it's sometimes referred to as quote unquote design for excellence. And we at MIDI operationalize the X in the DFX as a variable, meaning DFX addresses optimizing for 
For example, DFM, designed for manufacture, DFA, designed for assembly, DFC, designed for cost optimization, also DFT, designed for testability, meaning verification, also DFU, designed for usability, meaning via validation, another one DFSC, designed for supply chain, and of course the sourcing being a key component of that. Also DFS, designed for service, and DFR, designed for reliability, of course, under ISO 1345 QMS. Chris, can you unpack each of those key DFX components and elaborate? Absolutely. Let's start with DFM, whereby early on in the development, you're considering the careful balance between material choice and options as related to the methods of manufacturing weighed against the production quantities per year that are being projected. So options and alternatives should be considered balanced with the appropriate allocation of tooling investment. Of course, while doing this, always considering the functional requirements of the component. Under this agile development approach, these material choices and preliminary constraints manufacturing process place on the components can be introduced early in proof of concepts and prototyping. So you iteratively de-risk early in the effort. Now, equally so, considering DFA early on under this agile development approach will allow some preliminary assembly approaches to be de-risked during the proof of concept and prototyping stages, while allowing the team to preliminarily account for device margin cost optimization, the efficient assembly methods that decrease cost while at the same time enhance device reliability. Now realize, Deploying an effective DFM and DFA approach will certainly optimize cost of manufacturing efficiencies. Although the reason DFC, designed for cost optimization, is called out as a separate DFX component is to draw attention to some preemptive development techniques which offer dividends later on and significantly reducing your bomb costs, such as number one, keeping your teams focused on the high components or assemblies from a costing perspective. Number two, engaging with vendors early in the development process, allowing your team to hone in on the optimum DFM or DFA method that will slipstream into readily available and deployable industry practices. And thirdly, keeping focused on production cost targets and price sensitivity within the target markets often provided by the marketing department's competitive benchmarking analysis. This seems like a very methodical yet prudent approach because both the functional engineering constraints and the essential business constraints as related to production and costing are considered simultaneously. True, Matt. In essence, medical device corporations want to develop and manufacture devices in a way that will make their business viable efficient and effective, yielding excellent profit margins. Now, let's unpack the next aspect of DFX, and that is DFT and DFU, meaning designed for testability and designed for usability. Realize that when deploying under Agile, frequent design iterations are encouraged early and often so that you de-risk, or as some people call it, quote unquote, fail early and fail often. So when operationalizing this under ISO 1345, the development team needs to keep tight control and tracking 
of its design control documentation, where they list system requirements, distill the requirements down into multiple design inputs, then track those inputs to verification and validation parameters of the design. DFT, meaning design for testability, is key to this verification. And DFU, meaning design for usability, is key to this validation. So basically to put DFT and DFU into action, you need to not only consider the functional part of your device design, but also need to be considering from day one how you plan on testing the design and how you plan on validating it. This can end up influencing your approach at both the proof of concept level, prototyping level, and production level. Well, I can certainly see how this would reduce development risk and yield a more reliable, robust design early on in the process. What are the next DFX components to unpack? Well, let's hit DFSC, meaning Design for Supply Chain, which we'll reserve for the next podcast since global events have highlighted the need for a supply chain paradigm shift. And as a result, the strategy is quite extensive. So we'll hit that next time in the next podcast in this series. Although for now, let's jump to DFS, Design for Service. The extended life cycle of a medical device is important to preemptively consider early on in its development. If DFS is not optimized in a design, this could result in hidden costs and poor functional performance. Most medical device development programs which MIDI deploys integrate a robust service approach into the design in a way that's passive with minimal labor required by implementing an Internet of Medical Things approach, an IOMT approach. This allows for remote diagnostics and can often preemptively mitigate situations. How about DFR, Design for Reliability? That was another DFX component you referenced. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? In this instance, operationalizing under MIDI's development DNA approach, we have a, a SOP, meaning a standard operating procedure in our ISO 1345 QMS called product realization. In that SOP, we document procedural steps and also block diagrams outlining the implementation of an agile development approach called the innovation roadmap. Now, along this roadmap, DFR, meaning Design for Reliability, manifests itself via the early deployment and tracking of risk management practices through the use of FMEA, meaning Failure Modes and Effect Analysis. It's a step-by-step -step approach for identifying and tracking, tracking in MIDI's cloud-based DHF, meaning design history file. We track all the possible risks, such as the DFMEA, which is design failure mode and effects analysis, where we look at the functional design risks, developing methods of mitigation to reduce risks, thus enhancing the safety of the device. We also look at PFMEA, process failure mode and effect analysis, which scrutinizes a device's design and identifies any potential manufacturing and assembly risks that may occur during the manufacturing process or human error. Very methodical and appears that there are many things which the development team needs to juggle. Are there any helpful techniques and mechanisms which can equip a medical device development team for success? Interesting question. Um, so here are some helpful practices and tips. So first I would say, 
infuse DFX into the development process by building DFX activities into development plans and your standard operating procedures as a first practice. Second, track DFX uh, with checklists for functional areas such as manufacturing, assembly, costing, test, both verification and validation, of course, the procurement, service, and reliability, so to track that. Also, institute a cross-functional team from the start of the development with representatives that functionalize each of the Xs in the DFX. Also, look at test and review designs early and often, requiring DFX objectives as criteria for all project and technical reviews. And also think, thinking of developing and executing to an intentional scale-up plan with an understanding of production volume targets. This will help the DFX process and is key to the effective design transfer to production. Those were some helpful tips on how to start putting this advanced DFX strategy into practice. Thanks for crystallizing that. My pleasure, Matt. Uh, now, in summary, while the concept of DFX has evolved to include a broad range of engineering and process activities, the ability to design for successful execution of product, project, and business objectives is more critical than ever in a medical device market with increasing expectations on quality and overall cost. Advanced and effective DFX practices rely on a solid understanding of the big picture goals, intentional DFX planning and disciplined design execution tied to effectively leveraging diverse and experienced people throughout the organization. Now, Matt, in our next podcast for this series, we will begin to focus specifically on the supply chain conundrum, which exists as a result of global events, meaning the supply chain issues caused by COVID, the war in the Ukraine and such. So we will outline our supply chain paradigm shift to medical device development with the advanced DFSC strategies, meaning design for supply chain strategies that could be deployed moving forward in our next podcast. You've been listening to MIDI's Innovation Vault series on advanced DFX strategy and supply chain paradigm shift for medical device development with CEO of MIDI Medical Product Development, Chris Montalbano. If you have any questions or comments on today's podcast or would like to schedule a complimentary consultation with Chris about your business, you can reach him by phone at 1-631-467-8686 or email innovation at midipd.com. That's innovation at midipd.com. If you enjoyed this podcast content, please follow MIDI on social media to download informative industry-related white papers and industry-supporting material at www.midipd.com. Dot com. 